Hey, did you know an estimated 1.2 million people right here in the U.S. are living with or in remission from a blood cancer? Join ESPN The Game Nashville for Light the Night Walk at Nissan Stadium. That'll be Friday, November 1st. Hey, we, it's already October 14th. That is not far away. Friday, November 1st. You can be the difference in saving a life, being a part of the 2019 Light the Night Walk. For more details or to be a part of the event or to contribute, visit the light, thelightthenight.org thelightthenight.org slash events slash Nashville. That's how you can be a part of it. Let's go to Tommy. Tommy, you're up next. Welcome in. Hey, man. I'm sorry if I have bad reception here. Um, Man, I've been 50-50 on Mariota, but I'm about ready to just crumble up that he's a good guy and throw it in the garbage can. I'm done with that part of it. I seen him step up into a clean pocket yesterday Nobody around him and couldn't make a five-yard pass. So I'll be looking for our next three or four quarterbacks over the next four or five years. Okay. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, I think we, the two of us are on the same page that we respectfully disagree with Tehran that it's just, you know, it's just time to, it's time to pull off the Band-Aid and just see what Tannehill has. I just, I don't know what another quarter does. What what does another quarter do? Right. what, What does he have to do in the quarter? Does he have to score 10 points? Does he have to get a couple first downs? Like, What do you need to see in a quarter for him to earn the right to play the second quarter against the Chargers? I mean, I just, to me, it's time to see what you have in Tannehill because they're going to have to make tough decisions this offseason, and I don't know how it's going to play out. I suspect that one or neither will be back, right? And if neither are back, then you have to have some backup plans, or if one is back... Yeah then you still have to have a backup plan for that because either way you're not going to feel good if one is back, right? You're going to need something good behind them. So I just, to me, it's like, okay, why don't you just see what you have in Tannehill? That's that's the way I look at it. I want to say this too. In this, I don't – I'm not directing this at Tehran. I'm directing this at pretty much everyone, and I started with the coaching staff of the Tennessee Titans. Everybody wants to, especially Mike Vrabel – always wants to, when you ask about Marcus Mariota and his history, wants to say, well, I've only been here two years. Okay, I get that. I understand that. You've only been here two years. But you cannot ignore what happened before that. You have to look at, at Marcus's five-year career. You, you have to look at the entire body of work. Yes, Ken Wisenhunt was an absolute disaster and a terrible head coach, and he set this organization and Marcus back. I get all that. Mike Malarkey comes in, and they... They start to get some good out of him, but at the same time, I mean, I understand why they made a move because I never felt like Mike Malarkey was going to take this team to a championship. I just, and I still feel that way. But you cannot ignore what happened before the Vrabel era began. We started seeing signs of this years ago. And so now for everyone to be like, well, you know, get, give him, you know, give him the rest of the year. You still got to see what, what he has. You know what he has. You know what he is. None of that is going to change. So I, I just I don't understand this whole, well, you know, it's only been a couple of years. No, it hasn't. It's been five years. Look at the entire body of work. Yeah, whatever your history is in this market, whoever you are, fan, media member, coach, like you said, doesn't mean that that didn't exist sure. just because you weren't here. Because and I direct others- that at Mike Vrabel. There are others that were here and have seen every snap and can form your own opinion. And I just think at this point, and it's a little bit easier for me to say, 
and I've always rooted for him, but I just never felt like it was going to be different. And I also don't agree with people who think that he's going to go on from him from here and everything's going to change. And all of a sudden, Marcus Mariota is going to turn into this world beater. No, it's, it's not. Okay, it's not. It's not. He's not, he's not going to latch on somewhere else and then, holy crap, it was all the Titans' fault. It's not how it's going to work. I mean, you tell me what's different. So things are going to be di- – things that we've talked about for four and a half years, you think that's going to change? The accuracy changes, right? You you think some of the not yeah. seen reading the defense, one read, the pocket presence, like- you think all that changes somewhere else? Maybe it, it gets a little bit better. Maybe a different staff does change. But you're not going to magically turn him into something that he's not. And this, unfortunately, is what he is. And I think too much has been blamed on staffs previously. Why do you think he's had all these changes? Why? There's been one constant here, and that's the quarterback. Yeah. Everything has changed around him. So why do you think that is? Because the the staffs have been brought in and they've been told, hey, we put a lot into this guy. We need you to make it work. At some point, you have to say it's not going to work. We'll come back and we'll hear what the head coach has to say after the 16 nothing shutout in Denver. We'll do that on the other side of Darren Donick and Chase. ESPN 102.5, the game. As soon as the head coach, Mike Vrabel, steps to the podium, we will head over to St. Thomas Sports Park and hear after yesterday's 16 nothing loss at the hands of the Broncos. Next up is the Chargers. The Chargers' last two games have been a loss at home to the Broncos and then a loss on Sunday night football to the Steelers, where they got beat down. Yeah, the final was 24-17, yeah. but it was, what, 24 nothing. Oh, yeah. Before it the was, Chargers showed any sign of life. It was bad. Phillip Rivers was awful last night. So maybe uh, them going on the road will be you know good, good for them. Titans are still looking for their first home win. Mm, I know. Isn't that crazy? Chargers have just dropped their last two at home. And the Titans haven't won a home game yet. So something's got to give two teams that are looking for that third win. Do you think there's going to be 40,000 people at Nissan? Well, <laughs> on Sunday? honestly, I was going to... Do we have to do that now? <laughs> well, it's a fair question because uh, the Chargers aren't bringing question. anybody. No. And so, I mean, well, I haven't looked at the weather because there's always excuses. Oh, but rain. it's rain. Or, oh, it's got really cold all of a sudden. Like, there's always excuses. Rain's in the forecast. Is there? I mean, it's yeah, early. It it's Monday, 40. but it's a later start. It'll also, it will get cool. It's definitely yeah. going to get cool. Um, I, I don't know what the number is, but I would just say this. This is what I feel comfortable saying. If you want to go the game, it is no problem. You can go. If you want to attend that game, you don't You'll have be to. Fine. You don't have to look very far. Okay, they, there will be plenty of tickets available, plenty, and plenty of se- uh, seats and sections available for you to choose wherever you want. Get your tickets now. <laughs> I just yeah, it's a fair question because I I don't I think I think you're hearing with calls today, and even though there are people calling in and they're defending Marcus, you're still hearing they're done. It's like I'd rather I would rather save my money and do something else and and then if they get this fixed then I'll come back. But it's the same it's the same type of attitude that we've had the last few years that you've heard the last few years from this fan base is just because just like hey it, I'm not seeing any signs of this team getting better. That's where they're at. Now here's the question I that. have: 
if Mike Vrabel were to come out today, and I'm not, I have no clue what he's going to say. If he comes out and says, you know what, we're just going to try something different. Tannehill's the starter. Does that change anything? Does that have more people curious to go to the game? Um, I'm not saying there's going to be a mad rush to the ticket office and yeah. 10,000 tickets are sold, but I'm just asking the question. If they were to if it was the, if it were to get out this week that Tanny they're going to go with Tannehill. Do you think that it, it, changes? That's a good question because I wonder should he? Like should he make a declaration today? That hey, no, we're going Marcus is our guy, we're going with Marcus again or we're going with Tannehill. What cuz I think it's a very fair question. What does that do? Does that fire up the locker room some way? Does it get the fan base intrigued? At this point, I I don't I don't necessarily mean sorry, I don't mean this how it sounds. Mike Vrabel doesn't need to worry about how the fan base is feeling. He needs to get his locker room in order. He needs to get his team on the same page. That's what I need him to worry about. The the rest of the organization can, you know, worry about selling a bill of goods to the fan base. But Vrabel needs to worry about how his locker room is feeling and if they're going to be ready to play against the Chargers. That's what I need him focused on. Do we think there is going to be something that comes out? Something that comes out that gets our attention today. Today? If you know what I mean. Really? Like I, I think he's going to get up there and spew the no change, no nothing. Yeah, we, just, we got to get better. I, yeah, I think you're going to hear the the same better and, the same crap you've been hearing. That's what I think. Because I, the reason I'm bringing this up is because every time we've thought that the last couple of weeks he's thrown a curveball, right? He came out and said, "You know what? I should have kicked the field goal," yeah, well. and we didn't think he would do that. So he I, has I just, come out and admitted a, the last couple of weeks something that we didn't think he would admit. But isn't the biggest? I mean, I, I don't know what an I don't know what another change would be. I think the biggest thing would would have to be the thing would have to be that he's making a change at quarterback. All right, let's go over to St. Thomas Sports Park. Here's Mike Vrabel. Morning. Well, I think that decision will be made. Um, this evening and tomorrow, and then we'll let uh, we'll let everybody know. We'll let the the players involved know. Let the team know, um, and then let you guys know. Why wouldn't you change, given what you saw from Marcus yesterday, and given where you are currently? Well, I just want to make sure that um, you know we're going through everything that we need to go through and what we want to do offensively. Um, not use, I guess, the emotion of of the game to to make a decision. Just sit back here with our coaches, um, talk to the trainer. Find out uh, what the injury report looks like. Find out what the game plan uh, is going to be. Find out how we need to beat San Diego, and then figure out who we're going to do it with offensively and defensively. Is there a part of you that wants to see how Marcus can respond to this adversity that he's going through? Uh, there's a part of me that would like to see everybody um, respond, and I think that that's that, that goes for me, my leadership, our coaches, um, our players, um, you know, everybody here. Like, like this is the situation we're in. We're we're two and four. Uh, we're coming back home. Um, we we have to find a way to to win a football game, and then we'll find out, you know, how we respond, um, and how we prepare, and ultimately how we play. What's different about assessing a potential change at quarterback as compared to other positions? You think? Well, I mean, they, it's such a critical position um, at any level um, that they're the. The leader of the football team, I mean, they have the ball in their hand um, 100% of the time. The decision-making um, 
the execution, the orchestration of what would be the offense. Um, so those are those are critical factors um, that go into to making decisions. You said yesterday wasn't the time after looking at it. Well, what was the trouble with the, with the short passes, with the screen, with the low ball to Delaney, with the accuracy? Uh, we weren't able to hit him. We were high sometimes. We were low. Uh, Derek got a hand on it, didn't make the catch. Um, a lot of different factors. Footwork, delivery, a lot of timing. How much is maybe Marcus's confidence come to play as well in, in addition to technique issues and, and not being accurate? Do you think his confidence has... Uh, I wouldn't even begin to, to try to touch on a player's... Uh, confidence level, that's between uh, the player and their game. I don't think a, a coach ever spoke on on my confidence level as a player, so I wouldn't want to you know, address their confidence. I think that you build confidence uh, through the week in preparation, um, feeling good about plays, feeling good about what you're doing, um, and then you also build it throughout the game. I think you build a rhythm, um, confidence, momentum in what we're doing in all three phases. If you have a quarterback with struggling confidence, might that not be a time for you to stray from somebody not having talked to you that, who didn't have a confidence problem? Um, we're just going to make the decisions um, that we feel like give us the best chance to, to win and, and score points. So um, we'll, we'll evaluate every position, and, and we'll see where we go. You've seen, you seen Marcus make plays last year against Eagles or the Patriots, you were in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago. When it gets to the point where it was you know, yesterday, can you put your finger on it? What what's wrong? What what's left him at this point, or, or what's not working for him? I mean, why? Um, I think I think that it's we're all involved. I think that um, when, when things don't go well, we all want to make sure that um, we're finding people to blame. I'm not I'm not going to do that. I won't ever do that. Um, so we have to shore up a lot of things. We have to do everything we can to, to help the guy um, next to us do their job better, whether that's linemen helping linemen, um, receivers helping quarterbacks. You know, there's nobody that stands next to the quarterback. So when I talk to the linemen about you know, helping the guy next to you, um, there's 10 other guys that <clears throat> you know, have to be able to help the quarterback. You know, the quarterback has to be able to help himself, but um, – it's easy for me to tell Nate and, and Jack to help each other, but there's nobody that stands next to the quarterback. So, you know, the receivers have to help them, the line has to help them, and, and the backs have to help them. You talk about accountability all the time. Isn't there maybe blame's too harsh a word, but isn't there a degree of blame that needs to be doled out in terms of making guys accountable for things? Uh, yeah, we'll hold guys accountable, but but we're really um, we're looking for you know at this point in time results and. You know, we have to, to have guys in position to, to give us the results. We have to, to prepare them uh, to give us the results. And then ultimately, we have to go out to execute and coach on Sunday, you know, to give us results. Like, that's what this business is about. When you say your defense, because some of those guys, I talked to them yesterday, they're like, well, we have to elevate our game. If it's going to be 0 0, then it's just going to be 0 0. And I, and I appreciate that. And I know that, um, you know, they're frustrated. You know, that's, that's how it goes. But, you know, hopefully that they can take some of that frustration um, out on the other team, you know, and give us a chance to, you know, get some turnovers, uh, punch a ball out, knock it out, intercept it, tip it at the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, so that's that's kind of where you're at there. Marcus has been to a Pro Bowl. He's been to the playoffs before you were hired. Since you've been hired, he's regressed to this point. Why? 
guess I'm just not a very good coach, Jared. Whoever you decide on for Sunday, does that necessarily mean that's the person you're sticking with going forward? I mean, I think the continuity, um, well, we're going to take it one game at a time, but um, I, I don't think that the answer is uh, certainly a revolving door um, at that position or any position. Um, you'd like to have some continuity, but you know, I think where we are, we're, we're in a one game. You know, Every week is, is a new week, and right now we're focused on um, this team today, uh, the Chargers, and how we prepare our team for the Chargers. How much does that go into the decision that you're going to have to make, uh, the fact that you don't want to be revolving toward you make the moves that it needs to be permanent? I think there's a lot of factors. Again, there's things that we'll think about here today, we'll, I'll talk about, and you know, again, just try to come up with the best decision you know, moving forward for the team. have a finger on what it is that leads to the good and what it is that leads to the bad? I don't think we have enough fingers on it. I just, you know, the, the inconsistencies right now, you know, just have to have to improve. You know, we gain 12 yards and we fall start. We gain 17, we fall start. I, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't you know, try to string positive plays together uh, and that would be the, the opposite of stringing positive plays together. And along the same lines with that, what do you want the identity to the, this offense to be, and what is it right now? Well, we, we, there, there isn't one. I mean, if you look at what we've done, it hasn't been good enough consistently. You know, the identity um, is that it's sound, it's physical, it operates fast, it's efficient, um, it, it gets got, you know, there's times where we get the ball out. There's timing. You know, there's trust in, in what each other's doing. The, the line covers guys up, lets the running backs, you know, get into the line of scrimmage, make yards. Um, so the, the identity is, is something that has to be clearly improved. You know, we have, to, we have to do a better job of taking advantage of the opportunities, string plays together, not have a good play, not have a penalty, not have things that – set us apart, not have five-yard runs that should be 30-yard runs because, you know, one thing happened along the way. This is the week that Jeffrey's eligible to come off NFI. Do you anticipate him practicing? We do. Yeah, we do. We anticipate him practicing. And, um, again, you know, we'll make a, a, a smart decision, as always, in the best interest of the player when it deals with injuries um, and his comfort level uh, when he might return. Yeah, you know, I mean, just to start to bring him back into the process of what it looks like here at the end of the week as far as meetings and, you know, game prep, um, having not done it at this level um, was just something that we, we wanted to try to do. Was, was there seemingly no progress from the offensive line in terms of pass protection? You got Taylor back now for two games. And, and well, I wouldn't necessarily say, Paul, I, I know that there was some, some pressure at times, um, but I'm not going to stand up here and say that there was – uh, consistent pressure. Um, having watched the tape um, probably more times than what I've should in, in the last however many hours, um, there there were some some good pockets. There were times that we blocked Miller, and there were times that that we we stood in there and picked up the twists that we talked about. And I watched Roger flatten out a penetrator that we talked about last week, deliver him to Taylor, Taylor collect them, and get it blocked. Now there were other times where we got picked, you know, and other times that. We didn't get our hands inside and, and gave up some pressure. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, 
you know, they just ran by us or ran over us all day. You feel like you're progressing? <clears throat> um, you know, it's hard to say progress uh, when, when you lose because the ultimate goal is to, to win. But my job is also to point out the times that I just mentioned when, um, you know, Roger had a penetrator in front of him and he punched him three or four feet out to Taylor and Taylor was able to collect them and, you know, deliver the, the, the second guy to, to Roger. I have to show them that today. And then I have to show them, um, you know, when we get loose sometimes on, on inside and they, tw- they twisted and picked us. I have to show them that too. Do you feel there were times where that pocket was escaped from prematurely? Um, that's probably fair to say. You know, I think that it's probably fair to say. And, and again, I, I think that that comes down to, to really the ultimate trust, having never dropped back um, eight yards um, in the National Football League and had pressure come and need to get out of there um, and then saying now it's it's not there you know you have to build trust and and when those guys are giving us a pocket you know being able to, to step up and trust it and, and throw the football but then look back and there's times where that wasn't and there was somebody you know leaking up the middle and so I think that that's that's everybody trusting each other to do their job and and, and doing it repeatedly um, over the course of time is, is how you build trust. It's not just one clean pocket um, or one really good route um, or one really good run or whatever. It, it has to be done repeatedly. Are you about more downfield shots and they're just not being thrown downfield or, or is the passing game just shorter right now? Well, we tried, I mean, we tried to, to, to get some routes down the field. Um, you know, they, they covered them. And then, you know, when, when we took one, um, you know, we, we got a got hit a little bit, and you know, we came back, and and I guess Simmons, um, you know, made the play there down the field. So, um, you know, we we want to try to take them, and if they're not there, then we have to try to work intermediate and, and check the ball down. You said culture like- doesn't matter when you're winning, but it is important when you're struggling. How important is it for you right now to bank on this culture that you think that you guys have to kind of turn things around and get on? The yep, I think that's the only thing that you can rely on. You know, you, you can't rely on, you know, the, the, the pep talks and, hey, let's go, come on. You have to rely on the leaders of this football team. Um, I have to show them the direction. Uh, we, we have really good leadership. And, again, it will be defined now um, in the situation that we're in. Who are the, on leader, the, offense. Who are the leaders on offense, Mike? Um, you know, I think Ben's a really good leader. I think Dion leads. I think Delaney leads. I think there's a lot of guys that start to lead in their own way. And I think that by doing your job and, and, and improving each and every week and playing with great effort, um, you know, that's how things get defined. It looked like you gave a carry to Dalen Dawkins ahead of Deion Lewis. So how much leadership can guys take from a guy who's, whose role is getting reduced the way Deion's is? Um, you know, I think that the one thing that I've never tried to do was was say that leadership was based on production. And I think that's the, the mistake that you're trying to make here is, is it's, based, it's not based on production. It's based on preparation, your attitude every day in the building, how you come to work, how you prepare, what kind of teammate are you. That's what a leader is. A leader is not the guy that goes out and runs for 200 yards or you know, maybe has three or four touchdowns. That, that's not a leader. That's a really good player. 
assume you love what you do to do to have the job that you've got. Absolutely. Love the X's and O's. Love the practice field. Love the players. I mean, love coaching. Love trying to help players do their job better. So how difficult, though, is the <clears throat> personal side of it when you're faced with these monumental decisions? Because I know you've got to have a ton of respect for everybody in there. It's, um, it's something that I think that it comes down to honesty, um, having a conversation with a player, uh, being honest with them um, at, at every position, at every level. Um, there's a lot of things that I deal with on a daily basis that have nothing to do with football. Um, but then when football's involved, I think that, you know, you have to be honest with, with players and, and say this is what we're, you know, doing. And we feel like it's in the best interest of the team. You have to listen to them. Uh, my job isn't to, to agree with them, um, but it's to listen to them. It's to understand their position and then make a decision that, that's best for the Titans. In trying to fix this offense, do you look at maybe moving Arthur from the sideline back to the box? Uh, there's a lot of things that we could look at, Teresa. You know, I think we have to look at, you know, just just playing better and preparing better, making sure that the players are, you know, 100% um, sound on what they're doing. Give them answers for things that are going to come up during the game, which which always happen. I mean, that's that's a part of this business. You can't we can't show them every play that they're going to run on offense. We don't know uh, what they're going to run. We can't show them every single defense that they're going to run. Uh, but we have to make sure that they have answers to be able to work through things that come up in a game, a situation how we're going to block something, how, what, what are we going to do with this look, that there's, there's base fundamentals that we rely on. How important is it for you to make sure that Marcus knows that you still believe in him, if you still believe in him? Well, anybody that's on this team, we believe in. I mean, that's why they're, they're here. Like, John and I make decisions. Um, if a guy's on a practice squad, we believe that on Sunday or Saturday he could get activated uh, – to, to the 53-man roster and then be ready for the game. Like, that's why everybody's here. They're not here. You know, the practice squad isn't just a, you know, hey, go run cards. It's we ask them to understand the game plan. If a guy gets sick or a guy gets hurt, uh, so that wouldn't matter for the 63rd guy on the roster or, or the quarterback. You know, we have faith in everybody here that that's, they're going to have to go out and do their job on Sunday potentially. You said uh, when you make the decision, you let the team know, let the media know. I know a lot of coaches kind of, Wait uh, to ha- take advantage of a take advantage maybe of a competitive advantage. What's the, what's the benefit to making it public who your starting quarterback could be? There's like no that? advantage. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess I was joking when I said I was going to tell you guys. He'd be the last guys I'd tell. No, it's on the right. So uh, we may have to play out through the week. The, the most important people that we talk to are the players, and uh, you know, with, with whatever decision that we make, um, whether that be. With players that are that are injured, that are coming back, you know, there's not a whole lot of secrets uh, when we sit in this room and we talk to the team. How's Jalen Brown? Um, didn't finish the game, so you know we'll see where he's at going forward and and try to get him back here towards the end of the week. But you know, he wasn't able to finish the game. How do you assess what Tannehill did when he was in there when he came in? Um, you know, it was functional. He moved the ball, made some nice throws, but. You know, in the end, wasn't enough to score any points. You're hopeful you get a couple of your outside backers back this week, or is that just going to be watching them through the practice week and see how it plays out? Uh, we'll see, you know, where they are as we move through the week. I'm, I'm not really sure here on Monday. That's good. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, we got it. Head coach Mike Vrabel at the podium over at the Titans facility. A lot to, uh, lot to dissect there, Darren. Well, he said, uh, I guess, obviously, the new – the noteworthy things are 
starting quarterback decision. It'll be made tonight, and uh, he said he'll inform the team tomorrow. So that, that whether was, that means he informs us or not, you know, he, he he obviously made a little joke there, but I'm sure it'll get out. Well, I I don't know where this is going, but obviously he knew that he had to address this. And when they brought in Ryan Tannehill, I mean, we all suspected it was going to come to this point, right? I mean, unless if he didn't have to have this decision, then we know things are going really, really well, right? Just means Mariota has been healthy, upright and healthy. He has been really good. But we also all suspected there were two things in play that could very easily play out. And we know that one of them, to this point, has played out. Either one, he was going to get hurt, or two, it wasn't going to be effective. And right now, uh, certainly when you look at the body of work yesterday, and as I've brought up the last eight quarters, the offense has not been effective. They've scored seven points in eight quarters. That's a problem. And wasn't, wasn't this about the time of year that when we were sitting in the show on the show in the summer that by – you know, week six or so is probably when we were going to have this conversation. And now here it is. I think what's interesting, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I necessarily pegged a, a specific time. But to me, it's if, if I think what's in, what I read from this is he didn't come out and endorse Mariota. Right? No. He had the opportunity to come out and say, look, we're, yesterday was not his day. It was It was just we had to make the decision. We had to give this team a spark. We had to do something different. Don't look into that too much. It was just a decision for yesterday. He didn't have to come out and say, he's my guy moving forward or he is absolutely starting. I'm saying you didn't hear the ringing endorsement of, he could have answered it of, look, I know you guys are going to ask this every way possible. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna come through the side door. You're gonna come through the back door. You're gonna come through the front door. You're gonna ask it every way you can. I get it, but let me just say this: yesterday was bad. Okay, it just wasn't a good day. The offense wasn't a good day for the starting quarterback. He was seven of eighteen for sixty three yards and had two picks, and things just were not working. And a quarterback rating of nine point five, nine point five. It just we needed to make a move. We needed to spark. We needed to do something. You have to score in this league to win. And so we made the decision that hey, let's just try something else. And that's why we did it. And that's it. That's it was a decision made yesterday and that's that. What we do this week? I don't know. We're going to get in a room, we're going to talk about it. But that was just a decision for Marcus has been our guy. It was just a decision made, but he didn't get he didn't go that far, right? He could right. have taken a little bit deeper dive in in Mariota. And that would have been maybe a little bit telling of well he's still endor- you know he's still right. endorsing his guys just saying don't look into this too much it was a decision yesterday and that's that you could tell he was not prepared to do that he just at this point he was not well ready to, to me do that's that. what I'm saying there may be a reason why he wasn't he didn't yeah. do that and because the- I suspect I suspect my guts saying that they'll probably make a move that that's they'll, they'll try it- something different because if you weren't I mean. Do you really think getting in a room and talking about it is going to change change anything at this point? I mean, I, I think they know what they have. So, you know, he can say, well, we'll inform the team tomorrow. You know, we're going to talk about it tonight. Okay, whatever. But I think you know at that point. I think you kind of have an idea of where you're going to go. So I'm with you. I think there's going to be a change. 
One thing I didn't like is, you know, I thought Jared asked the right question uh, about, you know, why. And, and again, taking the whole body of work into consideration, yes, Marcus, you know, had those accolades, but there were still things that we were concerned about. So I will say that. But for Vrabel to, you know, kind of give him the, the joke answer of, I guess I'm not a very good coach, I didn't appreciate that. That doesn't do anything for me right now. I mean, I, 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 I just, that's not what I want to hear out of the head coach. You know, answer the question however you can. I know that's a tough question to answer, but you have to ask questions like that because it's true. Things have, you know, he he was what he was, but it almost has gotten worse. And now you're trying to decide if you're going to play him or if you're going to play another quarterback. I don't need the head coach just to joke and say, I guess I'm not a very good coach. The other piece of news was Jeffrey Simmons will indeed practice with the team this week. He did make the trip to Denver. He was with the team in the 16 nothing loss, and it looks like Jeffrey Simmons will practice. What does that mean? I don't know. I guess we'll find out to be determined on whether he actually could make his season debut on Sunday. We'll actually come back and switch gears. We'll head east. We do that every Monday at noon. We check in with Vince Ferrara in Knoxville at the Sports Animal. Hey, the Vols are coming off a win. They beat Mississippi State. We'll discuss it on the third hour of Darren Donick and Chase next. <laughs> 